This is what's interesting to me is the generations of people who are watching the Oscars. You know, a lot of people say, I'm not watching because of, you know, Hollywood and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah. all of that nonsense. My mom, uh, who lives in Oklahoma, um, is, you know, just sort of regurgitates a lot of what she hears on uh, her friends say in her sewing circles and church for, for, for circles. For good or bad, for good or bad. But yeah. she was really upset that Austin Butler didn't win. She texted me this morning and she oh. said, I was really surprised that Austin Butler didn't win. And I didn't think the Elvis movie would win, but I thought he might win something. Well, there you go. <laughs> and then she said, this is, this is my mom. She's like almost 80, by the way, everybody. Do you know if the whale movie is really about a whale? Because if it is, I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay. All right. And I was like, no. It's kind of in her own little bubble there. <laughs> Welcome to the Brooker Family Podcast. I'm Heather Brooker. And I'm Chris Brooker. And I'm Jenny Brooker. This is a weekly pop culture and family entertainment talk show, and we are so thrilled to have you guys join us on this episode. We are going to be talking all about the Academy Awards, oh which we gosh. all watched and really enjoyed, and we're going to dive into that. Chris has got some awesome um, information about the cranberries and Brooker Beats, yep. and Channing is going to transplain um, spring break for us. So mm -hmm. if you don't know what that is, get ready. <laughs> All right, so um, hi. 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 Hello. Hi, family. Hello. Hi, family. So it is arguably the biggest week in the entertainment world this mm -hmm. week because this is the Academy Awards. In our last episode, we talked about some of the movies that we thought would win and actors uh, and everybody we thought would win. Yeah. Now we've actually seen it. Yes. Shout out to Channing. Channing's first Oscars, guys. Yeah, yeah. I've, never, I've never seen Oscars, but I just did. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. She sat through the whole thing. And what'd you think, buddy? Yeah, what I, did I you thought think it was. Um, I kind of want to win an Oscar now. Oh. I, I want to win one now. Yeah, I'm not trying to be cocky or anything. Okay, good. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was really funny and cool. I'm surprised that some of them won. I'm surprised of a few of them that have won. Oh, really? Okay. And hmm. yeah, you know, I'm sure all of us were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we got to watch it with you. We made our popcorn. Yep. Daddy actually made some ribs, so that was like yeah, delicious. really delicious, um, fun way to uh, to watch the Oscars. Also, you guys, you got to help me be on Hair Patrol for our podcast because the last couple episodes, my hair has been nuts, <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> I just, can't put this I'm, out. I'm the wrong person to ask about. <laughs> well, hair. you can ask I me. Truly, am okay. Chan, ask you got to help me. Chan, will you be on Hair Patrol? And if my yeah. hair looks like it's sticking, and you got to put on my Hair Patrol too. Okay, deal. Girls helping each other out. Boom. Girl power. Girl power. I'll just leave. You guys have fun. <laughs> yeah, bye. <coughs> All right. Let's get into the Oscars. All right. Yes. It was, I thought, it was a beautiful show. I thought it was really fun. Classy. Classy. There was so mm -hmm. much emotion and heart in this Oscars where I feel like maybe has been missing from the show in years past. I feel like the people who won like really were excited and genuinely moved to have the honor. Generally happy that they won. And, uh, you know, f for me, I was happy. The things I wanted to win won. Mm -hmm. You know, I accurately predicted for once what will win. And uh, I agree with everything. And, and as we talked about, it seemed like every movie that was nominated this year in most of the categories was a good choice. Yeah. Like there was yeah. nothing we were like, nah, I don't think that deserved it. You yeah. know, or whatever. They were all outstanding choices, all great movies and uh, deserving of the wins. 
you know, All Quiet on the Western Front, that one won, like, all the technical stuff. Yeah. War movies, I think, always win the technical stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. Did you hear us say that a couple times last night? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. War movies do. The, yeah. They often win a lot of the sound stuff and a lot of the cinematography and a lot of the costuming and even set designs because they are so elaborate. And when they do it right, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that movie does actually look fantastic. Like recreating a war is very difficult of that yeah. scale to do. too of that scale yeah, yeah this was world war one right yep. um that they were recreating and you Germany, know too. we yeah. watched that movie um and it i'm not a big war movie fan sure. that's not really my favorite Me genre um I, I appreciate it was also all in german it was all in subtitles yep. which is also kind of a challenge i was like <laughs> um but i feel like they did a really good job with it and and, and retelling of that story what was um, interesting for modern the star audience. of that movie, the the, the young soldier, mm-hmm. was his first movie. Yeah, that's crazy. It was the first movie, and he was up there on the Oscar stage just soaking it all in. And that's one of those moments where it's like genuinely happy and just overjoyed to be there. And it was yeah. just yeah. fun to see. Um, so uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, yes, won a lot mm-hmm. of technical awards. But we've got to talk about Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. Big that, night for that movie. Yeah, won Best Picture. It did win Best Picture. And we all sort of predicted that mm-hmm. it would. There was a moment where I thought maybe, you know, it could be upset by All Quiet on the Western Front because that film had won so many other it had like, momentum for sure. Awards. But um, Everything Everywhere All at Once won for uh, Best Original Screenplay, I think. Mm-hmm. It also won Best Director. Yeah. It won uh, Michelle Yeoh, won for Best Actress. Yes, I know. That made history, yes, actually. It did make history. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about her speech? I thought it was very moving mm-hmm. and very sweet, too. Yeah. She's been acting for a very long time, um, and it was really incredible to see her be finally recognized for her just decades and body of work. Well, speaking of moving speeches, let's talk about Best Supporting Actor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was... Are uh, you afraid to pronounce his name? Yes, I am. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you would step I was in. I was hoping you would do it. I, was hoping, I don't want to butcher his name. I was name. hoping you would step in. Key? Key Hong Kwai? Yes. Okay. He was so... At I, least we're honest yeah, about... <laughs> well, yes. Short round from, from, from Temple of Doom. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. And, and Data from the Goonies. Um, <laughs> I'd been acting forever, stepped away for a while, came back, and he. Uh, we both had tears coming down our face yeah. when he was giving his acceptance speech. Just so thrilled and happy, like a little kid on stage, just soaking it all in. It was great. It was... That was truly my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Like... As someone who had a love for acting in this industry when I was a young age, I was about Channing's age when I was like performing Carol Burnett sketches for yeah. my mom and her friends, you know, and I would like act out all the Tim Conway parts. Um, but like as someone who's had a love for entertaining and acting for so long, to see him knowing that he was acting at that age and was performing when he was a young kid and then Hollywood is a tough bit. This is a tough yeah. industry, especially yeah. to sustain a lifelong career like that and continually be working, that's Mm -hmm. really, really hard to do. And to see somebody who never lost that love and that passion for what they do, ride those lulls, ride those moments of, of, not working and then come back and win the Oscar. Like, plus his performance in the film was just amazing. Like he was so good. He was so good in the movie. So it was, Really well deserved. Honestly, once you get to that level of being nominated for an Oscar, like nobody was terrible. No. 
Like I wasn't like, ooh, this person, like they really missed the mark on this nomination. No, everyone in ev all the categories are at the top of their game. They were all great. I think uh, Best Supporting Actress, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. uh, you know, won, of course. And, you know, she was great in that movie. She was fantastic. It was a really uh, unique and physically demanding and mm -hmm. uh, just a, kind of a fun role to, for her to play, I, I would imagine. I kind of think it should have gone to Angela Bassett. A lot of people do. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people do. For, because her performance in Wakanda forever, she owned the screen. Yeah. Every, I, I mean, she owned that movie, every, every scene she was in. Mm -hmm. um, but regardless, as you said, there really were no bad performances. I wonder if and they didn't give it to Angela Bassett because it was a superhero movie. Oh, uh, maybe. And Hollywood... They're jaded. Yeah. ...notoriously has kind of a snobby attitude towards... Marvel-type movies and superhero-type movies. They don't think it's real cinema. The blockbusters. You know? Right. Um, the stuff that's bringing people to the theater that you know. Um, I, you know, she was incredible in that movie, but mm -hmm. I can't help but wonder if maybe people are like, oh, it's a superhero movie. Like, we're going to we're gonna give it to this, you know, the arty movie, which everything everywhere all at once is definitely it, an arty movie. <laughs> I saw I saw, it, I saw just a little bit of a, a little bit of it and just yeah. a little bit of it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. We you haven't seen this one, and maybe we can. There's some parts that might be a little inappropriate that we might have to like fast I don't really forward. Care. But it's so crazy. <laughs> it's such a great story about you know mother motherhood and daughters and all that multiverse. Stuff. And, um, you know, it's and unique too. I have and to, hot dog fingers and the hot dog, and hot dog fingers. <laughs> I have to say, my <laughs> this is what's interesting to me is the generations of people who are watching the Oscars. You know, a lot of people say I'm not watching because of you know Hollywood and blah 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 yeah, and yeah. all of that nonsense. My mom, uh, who lives in Oklahoma, um, is, you know, just sort of regurgitates a lot of what she hears on uh, her friends say in her sewing circles and for, church for, for circles. For good or bad, for good or bad. But yeah. she was really upset that Austin Butler didn't win. She texted me this morning and she oh. said, I was really surprised that Austin Butler didn't win. And I didn't think the Elvis movie would win, but I thought he might win something. Well, there you go. <laughs> and then she said... This is this is my mom. She's like almost eighty, by the way. Everybody, do you know if the whale movie is really about a whale? Because if it is, I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay, all right. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's kind of in her own little bubble there. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, it's her not own really little about a whale. the think thought train. Yeah, it's not really about a whale. <laughs> Not really about a whale. But I told her, I was like, I think you should see it anyway. It's a beautiful story, and Brendan Fraser is in it. And yeah. he also, another yep. emotional speech, he seemed so lost at one point. Like, he just was so befuddled. That overwhelmed, his speech I think. And, yes, he was yeah. very overwhelmed, but, like, in the sweetest way. Mm -hmm. um, and as Jimmy Kimmel was talking, he's like, you know, Encino Man is here, and, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. about to win an Oscar. Like, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. The guy from Encino Man won an Oscar, but... Um, he's, he's, he's gotten such great support, mm -hmm. you know, ever since The Whale debuted at Cannes, was it? Mm -hmm. uh, ever since that movie debuted at the film festivals, he's gotten such resounding support from the community and from the public and stuff like that. People just love that performance. I'm yeah. such a nerd that when you say it debuted at Cannes, I'm like, Wrath of Comic-Con? Oh, Comic-Con. Comic <laughs> I'm like, which Comic-Con? I don't think that, uh, but you're right. The Cannes Film Festival. The Cannes Film Festival. The fancy yes. film festival.
Not the comic book um, But his speech was really moving and wonderful. Jamie Lee Curtis, like you said, her speech was really wonderful. She's getting a lot of pushback, too, because Nepo. because people say she's a nepotism baby and blah, what? blah, blah. Um, a nepo baby is a term that people in the industry are given if their parents or relatives or someone they are related to, yeah, um, helps them get a leg up in the industry, like gets them a good agent, helps them get a good part in a movie. Like they have, it's sort of like, they have an unfair advantage in a lot of ways because of who they know and because who of who they to. know and pro- and their wealth and money and all that stuff. That's just stupid. It's not stupid. It's a valid concern because it makes it unfair to people like us. Cause we don't have anybody, any relatives who are rich and famous and can help us get in movies. Cause if we did, I'd be calling them right now <laughs> and be like, put me in your movie. Um, so it's sort of an unfair disadvantage and there's kind of a, it's been going on in Hollywood for years and years. It happens in a lot of industries, sure. honestly, sure. Well, but in Hollywood in particular, I just call it, I just call people who say that no offense to the people who do say that. Uh-oh. I just call them jealous. Oh, okay. Maybe a little. I mean, that's Maybe valid. Yeah. That's valid. I think I, I probably am a little jealous of yeah. people who um, are, getting opportunities that I don't get. Uh, so I get that. Because of your birthright or whatever. Because of yeah. who their parents yeah. are, sure. Um, so it's, in, but it's a valid concern, an understandable concern, but it's not going to change anytime soon. No. Yeah. Famous no. people are not going to stop putting their kids in movies and television shows. Like look at Kevin Bacon's and daughter. And why would you? I just mean, start yeah. in uh, the movie Smile. Give your, they want to yeah. give their family or their kids, you know, every advantage sure. that they had. Like I would do the same thing. If I was exactly. rich and famous, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, hey, take a look at my kid. Nepo she's baby, also, right here. Nepo she's baby. also pretty famous and yeah. talented. I would if I had any power whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. The only type of power you have is the power of our household. Is the power of love, and that in our household. Okay, you're, you're right. The tr- you're the sometimes in our household. Okay, so um, what other big moments um happened last night that stood out to you guys? I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a great job. Oh yeah, classy. I love that he made fun of Tom Cruise and James Cameron for not showing up. That is yeah. insane to me that they didn't yes. come and support their films. And I think it's ego-driven. I a, think a they're bit. mad that a they bit. weren't nominated personally. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure James Cameron, he's a very famous director. We can talk about he it He did here. Avatar. He's never going to cast me in anything, but he might cast you in Avatar. Yay. Um, but he, I, the word is, is that he had something personal to do. And I'm like, you have something personal going on the night of the Academy Awards when your film is the nominated night in Hollywood. Yeah. for so many things. But I think he was upset because he wasn't nominated for best director. Could be. Um, and nobody really knows why Tom Cruise wasn't there. But the guess is, is that he also was upset because he wasn't nominated. For or he could have been sick. Could have been sick. Could have been sick. That's true. Yeah. Or yeah. he was flying up in the air and doing it's something. Possible. He's, he was, um, <laughs> he was chasing yeah. a MIG <laughs> up in the air like you do. But I, um, I loved Maverick, and I was happy to see that it won some mm-hmm. awards. I thought it was a great movie. It was fun. Some people are like, no, it was just an action movie. And I'm like, but it wasn't. It was so much more than that. It, one, brought people back into the theater. I think more so well, in they a said way that than Avatar times. did. Yeah. yeah. They, they, like, throughout the night, they, they said that Maverick saved the movie theaters. It did. Yeah. It absolutely did. But yeah. because it was a good story, if mm-hmm. it had been hot garbage... Nobody would have gone back to see it. Yeah. But it was a good story. It was a great continuation of these characters that we've loved for 30 years. So and I, you could watch it without having seen the original, and it's yeah. still a good story and a good yeah. film. Yeah. Like, right. Channing has, had not seen the original, and yeah. she saw Maverick. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was that controversy. I thought, Like I said, I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a good job yep. of keeping it um, light, but also getting in a few digs. 
You know, he didn't go. But not in ex- a real mean way. No, he didn't yeah. go like the Ricky Gervais extreme way. Um, no, he went late night talk show. Way, sure. And he has know? to. I mean, it was yeah. on ABC. It's a Disney show. Yeah. He's a Disney employee. Yep. Ultimately, like he he's got to toe the line a little bit. I thought, the, I thought the music performances were also really good. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout. Who did you like for the music bunny? Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga was pretty good too. Yeah, and the Bollywood dance. Yeah, was amazing. amazing. The one that won. Yes. R R R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that be- best original song. Uh, I believe so. Yes, I think that's what it was. Yep, yep. Um, that was a really fun. It was outstanding. Performance. The yeah. David Byrne one though was a little strange. David Wait, Byrne, what? and I thought Rihanna was a little overrated too. Yeah, I was oh. like, oh. it was a pretty song, but it wasn't. It, it didn't have as much power as Gaga's did. No. Wait, what? I- what are you guys talking about? The songs, the performances. Oh. oh my God. Did you just space out for a she second and forget where you were? Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the best animated film winner. Yes. This was a little divisive. Um, it, it was Pope Pinocchio, which was, I thought it will. I thought it deserved it. It was a really heartwarming story. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see most of it, but I saw like half of it. Still, even seeing half of it, I thought it was a really good movie, and I thought it deserved that award. Yeah. It was um, a beautiful movie. Beautiful. And I think it definitely deserved it. Mm-hmm. I think um, I also liked Puss in Boots because I did some really cool stuff with animation there. One thing I thought was interesting is Guillermo del Toro talking about, and he's really been pushing this since this movie came out, that animation is film. Yeah. And he his whole point mm-hmm. is that he thinks that there shouldn't be a separate animated film category Um because it's the same, it's filmmaking it's no matter what, thing, if right. it's animation or live action. And um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I me either. What I love. It is kind of true. Yeah. What true. I loved about the Pinocchio movie is like, like everyone's familiar with a Disneyfied version of Pinocchio, mm-hmm. the, with that Disney version. That's arguably actually, I saw that. Arguably I actually. water all <laughs> over my. You're so caught up in what I was saying, oh, you just... Yeah. All right, well, I'll be doing the rest of the show with Stain. <laughs> Great. Anyway, the Disney version, everyone knows. Arguably, it's one of my favorite Disney animated movies. But I am I read the original Pinocchio story when I was a kid, and it's a lot darker. It's a lot darker of a story, and that's what this movie captured was some of that darkness, and it, it brought it to life, and it was really... Uh, it, it was good for me. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really like that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, but Disney... Also, oh, sorry, oh, go. sorry. Go ahead, honey. No, you go. I was going to say, but also Marcel the Shell with shoes on was just... Very cute. Yeah. It was yeah. such a sweet story and unique. I've never seen anything like that before. Yes. Yeah, but Disney made Pinocchio um, a little too Disney. Well, the original one, yeah. But the, this one that Guillermo del Toro did for Netflix was a lot darker. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, That's the, literally what Daddy just said. Where have you been? <laughs> In space. <laughs> In space. In the heavens. In the heavens. Um, so, yeah, I think that it was um, a good show. There were some weird, like, pre-show red carpet moments where, like, Hugh Grant had a totally strange moment with Ashley Graham. Oh, I didn't was, see that interview, but I read some stuff about it. He was kind of rude yeah. to her, but dismissive, and people were like, oh, he's just being British. And I'm like, but is he? <laughs> because it's hard to be on a red carpet interviewing people when you know you've only got like 30 seconds to talk to them and you just want to say hello. They've got to get into the theater. Um, She was asking like very general questions. She's not a reporter. She's a model. And she was asking the questions that the producers had given her. They give them softball questions on the red carpet because what people forget is by the time these actors and filmmakers get to the Academy Awards, they have been 
on a months long press journey. They have been asked every question by almost every outlet yep. in the world. And that's not even including the part of their film that was just pressed for their film. So they've talked about this movie forever. And when you get to the red carpet, you don't want to start analyzing your character choices. Yeah. You don't want to start, you know, deep diving into the filmmaking process. It's a fun night. It's a party. And that's why and you're almost, they're almost done. And that's why they ask, you know, what are you wearing? You know, those kind of light, yes. those lighter questions that they can then just kind of talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little small talk, Fluff. small talk. Fluff. Like, so like quickly. So like, yeah, like, La 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 la. Go into the theater. Right. It's more like. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the rundown. That's pretty much what yeah, it is. Yeah. La la las. But here's the thing: I don't think it's fair for people to criticize the red carpet hosts when they have no training to do that. Sure. They're not trained journalists. They're not trained in being live. Being live in front of millions of people is a totally different type of skill set to have. Yep. And when you take them, you know, and you hand them a bunch of questions and then you have to also be willing to pivot because you don't know who's going to come up at what time. And, you know, you don't know if they're going to be in a good mood, bad mood, whatever. So, um, plus you got to be conscious of your wardrobe yeah. and, you know, everything else. Cause you got as dolled up as the, you know, actors mm -hmm. and the stars did as well. So it's, yeah, there's a lot to be, there's a lot, a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. Well, um, I thought overall it was a really great show. It felt very nostalgic. Oh, Lenny Kravitz's performance for the In Memoriam also was wonderful. Good. He's yeah. so talented. And um, doesn't age ever. Doesn't age. He like, looks he's the magic. same as he did. He's so you know, dreamy. When he first broke. So <laughs> he, is a, he is a very. He's a very handsome man. He's a man. very attractive. I'm gonna go man. out on a limb here, guys, and I'm gonna say that. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, a great, a fun show. Everybody, you know. Was in good spirits. A couple of cracks about you know Chris Rock and Will Smith. You couldn't not. You couldn't not. Like yeah. you have to say something. And and really quickly we watched the Chris Rock special, oh, yeah. um, selective outrage. Yep. And I thought it was just okay. And I like that he waited until the week before the Oscars to release it. I like that he waited until the very last ten minutes of his special to address yeah. the controversy. Um. But I think that he got a lot of pushback online because some of his jokes felt like they were dated, pandering. Like Maybe. he just um, was just, I think he was just angry. He was letting out a lot of that uh, anger. And, and I think you saw in the special that moment where the therapy started kicking in. That sure. last 10 minutes. So like, yeah. oh, here comes the cathartic moment. Sure. Here comes the moment where he needs to like vent yeah. about what happened to him. And this is his time to do it. The yeah. last 10 minutes of the special or 15 minutes of the special yeah. or whatever. Um, and, you know, it, it worked for what it was. What I thought was really cool about the whole thing, it's definitely worth a watch. Definitely cannot watch Selective Outrage with the kids. Not something you want to watch with the kids. But what? one thing I thought was really he smart... Um, one of the things I thought was really smart was on Netflix is Netflix's behalf. They streamed it live. That was yeah. the first time that had ever been done. Yep. They streamed it live on the Netflix platform. And I was like, oh, why don't they do that more often? Is it going to set a precedent? I wonder. Oh, for I mean, sure. You, you think like more bigger name comedians are going to. Yeah, because you had appointment television for the first time in forever yeah. on a streaming platform. And I think people are going to go. Oh, I mean, th not the first time ever. I think people have done it for like sporting events and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but never a Netflix special and certainly never a stand-up comedy no, it was big. special. It was big, so I sure. thought, I think we're definitely going to start seeing more live stuff like that. The streamers are going to go, how can we pull people in with these unique 
things that only we can offer and only we have that doesn't um, feed the casual viewing of like bingeable shows. Yeah, um, it's going to be timely. It's yeah. going to be. I thought that was know, really smart. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really smart that they did that. Um, but I think really the biggest thing to come out of this past weekend, and we haven't really talked about this yet, was my sold out show at the Comedy Chateau <laughs> yeah. in North Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah, you I wasn't it. there. Right. I had a babysitter, but like secretly on my phone, I was just texting like, "Go mom." Oh, Go mom. I know that was so sweet. You did perform, and it was a great show. Actually. Thanks. It was a great show. Go on. I, I didn't. Go, well, uh, mm, uh, <laughs> uh, no, you performed with with a group of people, a group I of did, uh, ladies that you performed with before. You don't have a couple to of them. Yeah, it's okay. But, but it was a fun show. Yeah. It was I a really fun show. I didn't see any. No, you any. can't because it's for grownups. I don't care. I just want to see the show, the part that you're in. Okay. Maybe someday. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was obviously a good time. A lot of fun. Definitely. And I look forward to uh, the next show. Um, I should probably, I should post more and share more about the shows that I do. Sometimes I get weird about it and I'm like, ah, nobody wants to come see me do comedy. Sure they do. Maybe Sure they do. They always do. Sure they do. All right. So back to the Oscars really briefly. Let's do something fun and let's just like on a whim, on a surface level, what do we think of all of the 2024 releases could possibly be nominated for next year's Oscars. Now, this might mm. be tough for you, Chang, because I know you don't know a lot of the movies coming out, except for, like, the superhero movies. Quantumania. <coughs> Quantumania. You think Ant-Man, Quantumania should be nominated? Yeah. Okay. It, is, it was a really good movie, right, Dad? It was fun. It, it was, was, a, really very, it was yeah. a very fun movie. All right, what are you thinking? I see your list here of stuff. Well, I put a list together of stuff. Uh, you, you, there are some big names. I think the Barbie movie <laughs> is going to get, you know... It, if nothing else, maybe set design or something like that. It looks like a very visual costume, costume design, very visual spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as animated films are concerned, I'm excited about the new Spider-Man movie, Across the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. um, which I think might be nominated. But there's also, you've got a Scorsese movie coming up. You've got a Ridley Scott movie coming up. A lot. Um, Oppenheimer, which has got Robert Downey Jr. and, C- and Cillian Murphy and um, uh uh, Emily Blunt is, is in Chris it. Is Chris Pine well. in that too? Not Chris Pine. Chris, um, no, Matt Damon. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sure. Maybe I, I could have sworn I saw him in the trailer. Anyway, they. Uh, I think we got some heavy movies coming down the pipe mm-hmm. uh, this year. So I think next year's show might be a lot more drama oriented. Um. Oh, like heavy drama. Heavy dramas. Intense drama. I mean, you've got no Oppenheimer. Comedies. You've got Killers of the Flower Moon. You've got Napoleon. Yes. With Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. Uh, Ridley Scott directing, um, you know, Ridley Scott's always Oscar bait. So is Scorsese. So, yeah, you've got some names to contend with. I feel like it's almost like a shoe-in when any of them releases a movie. Like, oh, we have to nominate Spielberg. Because I didn't think The Fablemans was that great. Imagine being Steven Spielberg and you write a movie about your life story and you get nominated for an Oscar and then it doesn't win anything. It was good. That's got to be kind of a weird feeling. At least he was nominated, but it feels good to be nominated. Sure, I want. I would want to win though. <laughs> At least you should be. You should be happy that you got nominated. You should be happy that you got nominated. You're right. That is a really good attitude to take. Yeah. And I hope that I am also um, gracious in that way. What's that um, now? <clears throat> yeah. Get, get. Here's what I want my mom to do one day. So I want her. So I want her to film a movie. Okay. She's one of the main characters in a movie. Okay. And then next year for the Oscars, she gets nominated. And then 
she comes home with an award. That would be amazing. For best actor. Okay, you, you just put it out there to the universe. Yeah, it's we'll just happen. manifest it's that there. and we'll, we'll pray on it. And I think that's a good idea. Um, thanks, Bunny. Yeah. I hope that for you someday, too, if that's or best, what you want. Or best picture, at least. Yeah, I hope that for you someday, too, if that's what you want. Thank you. Um, I'm surprised you didn't put Blue Beetle on your list. Uh, for Oscar? Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it'll. Uh, you don't think so? No, I don't. I don't think the superhero movies are gonna. I mean, they may get some technical stuff or whatever, but I. I don't know that they'll um, get nominated for any big awards. Mm. I am excited about Blue Beetle. I am excited about Booster Gold. I'm excited about all the Marvel and DC stuff coming up, but I don't think they're. Did gonna you be... mention Wonka? Wonka. Yeah. No, I didn't. With Timothy Chalamet. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I forgot about that one. Actually. That's gonna be out <clears throat> later this year. I think for sure, costume design. Oh yeah, it'll be if visual. Anything. It'll be very visual. Yeah. Isn't it like Willy are you talking about Willy Wonka? Yeah. Yes. The, the backstory of yeah. his life. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wonka okay. as a young boy. I think that for sure. But there's a lot of good movies that are gonna be coming out this year. We'll have to keep an eye out for. It's gonna be a good movie. At least just initially there's there's also the movies that I'm looking we're all looking forward to seeing that are not gonna be nominated for an Oscars, but are going to do well at the box office. Sure, of you course. have the Super Mario Brothers movie, Fast oh. X. You know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, yep. uh, Blue Beetle, you know, um, these movies are going to bring people to the theater, but they're not going to get any recognition at the big award shows. They never do, which is such a bummer. Right. Because they're, I, I think they're great. Um, all right. So let's talk about, speaking of great movies, let's move on to what TV shows that we're watching right now or movies we're watching right now that we're excited about. Yes. Um, I'm excited for Shazam. It premieres this week on the fifth, on the seventeenth. I'm really excited for that. I sort of feel like aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yes, yeah, we're all yeah, excited. We it's sort of like a group. We even have like some Shazam swag here yeah. um, that Warner Brothers sent us. Fury of the Gods. It looks like a fun movie. Yeah, it just yeah, it looks, does. Yeah, great. The first one was as we talked about, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, looking forward to the sequel too. I love comedy movies. Yeah, and TV shows. Same. All right, Daddy. What do you? Uh, what did you watch? I know you watch something. You've- so, so I have a weakness for like horror movies. I like horror movies, and unfortunately, I live in a house where I can't watch horror movies. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Because <laughs> you guys aren't big horror fans, so sometimes if I get a few moments to myself, I'll be able to sneak away and watch a horror movie. And one of the movies that came out last year that I was interested in that had a really scary uh, campaign, yeah. a, a very scary premise, and the previews looked kind of scary, was a movie called Smile. Mm. Kind of a oh, yeah. low-grade horror movie. And I watched it, and I just, I was really disappointed. Yeah. Like, you know, these movies, it just made me think, okay, there's this factory out there churning out horror movies that make no sense whatsoever, but they get an automatic audience because they're horror movies. And that's why there are so many horror movies, because there is a built-in audience for them, and people will go see them, and they'll automatically make their box office back in the first couple of weeks, and then fade away. Yeah. And that's, that's the case with this one. This one, I think, did pretty well. Uh, when it first came to the theaters and then just fizzled away. And after watching it, I can see why it fizzled. And yeah, I saw I saw a trailer for Smile. <laughs> kind of creepy, right? Yeah, kind of creepy. But like, I wouldn't watch it. No. no. That's <laughs> not, not for thing. you. All right, what are you watching though right now? I, so there is this movie called Ivy and Bean. There are a lot of, there are three movies, I think, because I've just watched three so far. The first one is where they met. The second one, I think, is like where they do ghosts and stuff. Basically, the whole point of these movies are where they, um, like Ivy, she's a new, she's a new kid on the block, 
Ew. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, because new kids on the block. Okay. Um, <laughs> nice throwback. And um, she basically is a witch. Oh, okay. She makes magic spells. She oh. has this magic book. And she met Bean. They're now like BFFs, best friends forever. And Is Bean a witch? <laughs> no. Well, I've never seen it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to watch it with me. Okay. But they basically like do fun adventures and spells around their neighborhood and at their school. The second movie is when they like go to the adult bathroom where there's no kids allowed. And like they do ghost stuff. Are, is it movies or a series? They're, they're movies. It, you might be thinking about the book series. There is a book series, mm-hmm. but I thought there was only one. Oh, there are three. Yeah. Ivy and Bean is a three-part movie series based on the iconic Ivy and Bean children's book series. Yeah. Oh. Told you. Okay, you're right. She oh, was, my bad. She was on it. Yeah, my bad. And what? where did you watch it? Oh. Netflix. Netflix. I'm, right. sure it's, I'm sure it's on like something else like Peacock. And you liked it? No, it's just on Netflix. Oh. You liked yeah, it? Yeah, I liked it. And have you seen all three of them? You've yeah. seen all three, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. All right, thanks, Chan. Okay, so let's do some Chansplaining right now yes. while Channing's got the mic. What are you Chansplaining for us? I'm Chansplaining Spring Break. What is Whoa. Spring Break and why are we excited for it? Because you get a break. From? Spring. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. The worst Chansplain ever. That went downhill no, very no, fast. No, no, So it's like winter break, but yeah. I love spring break so much because, like, I go, yeah. <laughs> I kind of I'm losing my voice for some reason. Okay, right you just now. forget what you're talking about again. Yeah. Okay. What is spring break? You get a week off of school. Mm-hmm. And we celebrate because of that on the mm-hmm. first day, and then we chill, and then we go on vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, just like just like winter break. All right. Okay. Just Good. like the weekend, but longer. <laughs> okay. Good job, Chance. <laughs> spring. Break. See, I'm jealous because as grownups, we don't get spring we don't get breaks. Spring break. Enjoy it while it lasts. We don't get winter breaks. So live it up, lady. You get Christmas off. I, we do get And you also get Valentine off. Valentine's Day off. No, I don't. No, we have to ask for those dates off from like work. Once you're a grown up, you don't Everything get a guaranteed changes. like spring break time off or uh, fall break or winter break. It's not guaranteed. Or summer break? Uh, no, you have to like use your vacation days in order to get those days off work. There's not guaranteed. See, it's lucky. You don't want to be in a On the rush. first day of work, I would probably use all of my vacation days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't have your job That's a good long. plan. That's <laughs> a good plan. I should do that more often. All right, Daddy, let's talk about Broker Beats. Ah, Broker Beats this week. So every week so far, I've uh, focused on something new. Now we're going to go back in time a little bit. Okay. 30 years, to be exact, 1993, an Irish band called The Cranberries dropped their very first album. It's 30 years this month. They dropped the album. Everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? And, of course, that album has got the song Dreams on it, Linger, uh, two of their first hits that carried them to their next bigger hits, like Zombie and Ode to My Family and uh, and things like that, uh, that basically cemented their place in 90s music. And through not necessarily this album, but this album led to their later albums, which then... made them become a voice of 90s music. And uh, when you listen to everybody else is doing it, so why can't we, you understand why. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful album. And not just the singles. There's, there's, some, there's some beautiful strings in the album. And Dolores Reardon, Dolores Reardon <laughs> her voice is so fantastic. And it's got a thick Irish accent in it. So it's, it's, it's as she yodels. 
oh. <laughs> through some parts of it. And it's it's just beautiful. And, you know, she passed away a few years ago, which is really too bad. But uh, uh, she's got such a unique voice. And if you listen to any other music from that time period, nothing else sounds like they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I think they got so lucky being signed because, yeah, yeah they, they, they had such a unique sound. Yeah. Um, to this day... Every time I say the word linger, I'm like, do you have to, do you have to <laughs> let it linger? It's one of those things that sticks in yeah. your head, you know? Um, and of course, Zombies. I know it's a different album or whatever, but yeah. like such a classic. Well, Zombie cemented their place as mm-hmm. like that song became like one of the sounds of hit. the 90s. Yeah. Um, and this album just led up to that. And yeah. It, it's just beautiful. And to listen to the albums in succession, you see how they grew as a band. And it's great. Um Really great Brooker Beats. Um, I love how Daddy gets really excited about his Brooker Beats segment. Yeah. Like he will start planning and listening to music all week long, and he's like, "And you got to talk me about in, like this." I will. I'm going to talk about like this. No, talk about like this. I think you need this. to revisit your podcast and revisit should. your yeah. show. I probably should. Yeah, go check it out. By the way, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember what it's called? A random Brooker mix. Yeah. It's random not Brooker so mix random. on Spotify. Not so random, but pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to add that as the tagline. <laughs> Not so random, but pretty good. And there is your slogan for the show. Um, all right. Well, our slogan for this show is please take a minute and subscribe uh, and share our show. It means so much to us. We appreciate you all listening and um, coming along with us on this journey as we share our love for movies and television and some pop culture fun stuff. We have more things coming up. We have some guests later in our first season um, that we can't wait to share with you guys. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye.